0: Welcome to Don't Eat Your Young, a nursing podcast with your host, Beth Quas. Before we get started, we have a few quick notes. Don't Eat Your Young is a listener-supported podcast. To learn more about becoming a member and the perks available to you for becoming a patron yourself, visit patreon.com slash don'teatyouryoung. You can learn more about the show, share your story to join Beth as a guest, or connect with our wonderful community in our Facebook group. You can find all those links and more at don'teatyouryoung.com. And now, on with the show.
1: Hello, and welcome to Don't Eat your Young. I'm your host Beth Quass. Today we have Katie Harris on the show. She is here to talk to us about starting your own business. She has a podcast called Nursepreneurs, and she has a great following of people that she has helped start businesses and. Nurses especially, we have a lot of ideas to start those businesses. So I hope you get a lot out of her conversation today with me, and you can find her information in the show notes. Welcome to the show, Katie. How are you?
2: Good. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Thank you for coming on. Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself?
2: Uh, So I'm a nurse, and I've been a nurse for 20-some years, (laughs) starting to lose track, Um, but yeah, I've always, um, worked in the hospital for the majority of my career. I worked as a, an RN, um, specifically on the neuro floor, which when I first came out of nursing school, I swore the two things that I was not going to do. I was not going to work nights and I was not going to work neuro So, you know, that's the universe said, we'll see about that (laughs) on the neuro floor at night. Um, So that was like, but then once you become a neuro nurse, it's kind of like it just lends itself to jobs and the neuro unit always seems to be short. So I was able to do anything and go anywhere I wanted, uh, just working in neuro. And then it just perpetuated itself. I went and got my nurse practitioner degree. And of course, neurosurgery needed NP. So I got hired with them. And then when I did my, my PhD, uh, my focus was in, in neuro because that was the extent of, um, you know, really my, my background, my brand, if you will, um, it was really just focused on, on
1: neuro. So it was good. It was a (laughs) good run. And how long did you work in the hospital throughout all of those years? Uh, Let's see. So
2: I'm going to say 23 years I was in the hospital.
1: And do you work any clinical shifts now?
2: I don't. No, the last, uh, I was doing OR, so I'm a first assist uh, for neurosurgery. And the last case I had was August 2020. It was a big one. It was, they called me at like 11 o'clock at night to come in and do a cerebral aneurysm, which is a 12 hour case. I was just like, I just, I can't do this anymore. In the middle of the pandemic, I'm like, I'm done.
1: (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you're doing what you're doing because you're offering a lot now. Let's talk about a little bit about what you're doing now.
2: Uh, so I'm running my business now, Nursepreneurs, and we're helping nurses to get set up in their own businesses. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's it's really taken on a life of its own. Not uh, well, I think when I first started that business, uh, I was really just looking for a way out of the hospital system and trying to navigate, well, how can I do this? And, you know, just by asking questions, just kept adding pieces to the business. Um, And still to this day, I'm still asking questions like, well, how can I help the nurses more? How can I help them do this? How they're stuck here? And just it keeps evolving. The business keeps evolving uh, because of that.
1: Have you seen an uptick in people reaching out to you since the pandemic? Uh,
2: yeah, d- definitely. I mean, there was interest before the pandemic, uh, but especially after the pandemic, I think a lot of nurses are looking for something else. And I think a lot of them that come to us aren't sure what they want. They, I, I see a lot of myself in them because what I wanted was to get out of the hospital. I don't think necessarily all of them want to start a business. I think they're exploring options and we're, we're pretty easy to find at this point uh, with our SEO, but um, they come there really just exploring ideas, then what else is there? You know, other sites too, like remote uh, RN jobs has been very popular and uh, travel positions have always been popular, but that's just kind of moving you from hospital to hospital. But uh, there's a lot of stuff that's out there now that's really exciting.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. People are coming up with some great ideas. So what would you say to someone that reached out to you and said, I want to do something different, but I don't know what it is.
2: Yeah, I mean, it really starts with that exploratory call because a lot of the nurses will have an idea of something that they want to do, but not they don't understand how to operationalize it or turn it into a business model. And I was really the same way. So when I first started, uh, I was, I, when I first started the business, I was still working with Walmart. And in my, uh, my job there was to recruit nurse practitioners into the clinics uh, down south. And I thought, well, how am I going to get a bunch of nurse practitioners to listen to me? And I thought, well, I'll start a blog, right? And then my thought was, well, you know, people make money off a blog. How my how do I make money off this blog? <laughs> you know, it was so foreign to me that you could write something and the money would just show up at your doorstep or something. You know, I, I totally get it now, but back then it was it was quite a mystery. But you know, exploring so. But for me, it was how does this become a business model? And it's the same with the nurses. So let's say you've worked for with oncology patients for twenty years and you want to help them. You know how can you turn that into a business model, and that's what that's kind of our first step of you know let's look at the problem, what is the problem that you see with uh cancer patients, and where are we letting them down? Is there something there that we can fix um, so th- those are the types of conversations that we have.
1: There are so many nurses that have so much knowledge, and anyone out there listening believe me you know something that someone else wants to know you just need to figure out how to get that word out there
2: yeah absolutely but i mean it's it's a daunting task right so you might have the, the idea but the i the problem that i struggled with and i don't want to impose this on anybody but you know it's it's like the first couple of questions you have are okay well somebody else is probably already doing this or somebody smarter than me is going to figure out how to do this or you know really kind of who am i and and why should i do this type of thing and it's those are really powerful obstacles
1: <laughs> absolutely what other obstacles do you see for people that are just starting to explore this
2: it's way harder especially with social media because it's easy to go onto social media and see somebody putting up out a bunch of posts that think oh my gosh well they're already they've already have it all figured out or uh, they're so much further ahead And I think that was the one thing that I really learned from doing my own podcast and talking to nurses that were in business and. Uh, or even coaching nurses. And I would say to them, you know what, you're so much further ahead than you realize, right? They they still are thinking themselves at step one. And I'm like, look, I got students who would kill <laughs> to be at the step that you're at right now. Like they're looking at you thinking that you're, you know, all that uh, because you have a presence and, you know, you have some consistency and you've got a good idea. So I think it's hard to see success. And also, not, not just to see success, I think it's inspiring to see success, but it's easy to minimize that success and think that person, you know, just put a couple of things together, started posting and that was successful. It dismisses everything that they have been through to get to where they are.
1: I completely agree with you. I started this podcast on a whim. I didn't know anything about it. But I knew if I had stories to tell, so did a lot of other nurses especially in the height of the pandemic. And now it's amazing to me when I have guests on and they say, well, I'm really interested in starting a podcast, but maybe you can help me. I'm like, me help you? I never thought I'd get to a point where I'd have any answers. And I still have a lot to learn, but I do have a couple answers too.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's how they teach us in the hospital, right? It's like, see, one, do one, teach one.
1: (laughs) absolutely so talk to us a little bit about your podcast
2: so the podcast really came out of um, actually one of my fears right so when I first started the business everybody's like oh you got to um, network and talk to people and let them know that you exist and stuff and I was like well I don't want to bother people like I'm just you know a little old man I want to what do I say like you know I it felt like taking like constantly taking and I didn't know how to kind of put myself in front of the right people and and Give at some levels, so my solution to that was, well, what if I do give them something? What if I give them exposure and Of course, my first couple of podcasts, like nobody clicked on them, but uh, so those people <laughs> didn't get much out of it, but so thank you um but anyway, uh that was really the the motivation for me was like I wanted to have a repository of uh nurse entrepreneurs that I could. Really, kind of study, understand how did they get started in this? Because a lot of that was really, uh it was really foreign to me. So I remember from my Walmart days meeting Diana Mason, who ran um like a talk radio show, and she's like, "Yeah, you just you know start the radio show," and I'm like, "No, like you just glossed over that." <laughs> <laughs> If I knew how to just start a a radio show, maybe I would do it. Uh, So she's like, well, she was one of my first guests, and we really kind of explored. And it was probably just me asking just the most mundane questions, because I'm like, no, I need step by step. Like, what did you do first? Um, And that's kind of the approach that I started taking with all the nurses, uh, really just trying to understand why they started it. What kind of resources did they have before they started it? I've had one nurse on recently who was like, I had no idea what I was doing. I just went on the site and, you know, started pairing up with people. And then lo and behold, not just got like this uh, clothing line. And I'm like, no, 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 we're going to go back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's more to that.
1: <laughs> it doesn't just happen overnight.
2: Right, right. So, but, uh, and that's the thing too, that all of them talk about how they had a coach and how it took, Way longer than they expected. So it's, it's a stepwise process. And you can look at some money and it looks like they were overnight success, but it was like three to five years to get to that point where they are.
1: Absolutely. And a lot of us have full time jobs. And so you have to just find the time and keep plugging away at it. it. It can, of course, take up a lot of time, but don't give up. Just keep going.
2: Right. And that's one of the things that uh, we tell the nurses too, because most nurses have like three or four jobs. I know I always had three or four jobs. And, you know, the the question becomes, when am I going to have time to to do this business? What's amazing to me is that they want to do the business, despite the fact that they have three or four jobs. And they're like, oh, in my spare time on Saturday at one, uh, you know, I'm going to start a business. But one of the first things that we tell them is to start cutting back on some of these jobs, because they need to make that investment in their business. And the investment is time or money, or time and money, right? Those are the two things that are going to launch you. both of them are really hard for nurses to really bring to the table. I mean they make good salaries and most of them are two household uh, income earners but at the same time like some of the, the, the these rabbit holes that you can go down trying to start the business they're expensive. Like I've made 10 20 I've made $50,000 mistakes and you know early on I'm paying for that through like overtime. That hurts.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. When someone comes in and starts working with you, do you provide some networking as well?
2: Yeah, I mean, we have a, a fairly large group um, of nurses. We have a large Facebook group. Uh, and then we have for the more defined, like IV hydration or concierge nursing, we have groups for them. And then for our kind of more, you know, VIP clients, we have an elite group for them. And then we bring in guests all the time uh, so that they get to meet people, they get to meet each other. We do meetups around the country. Uh, I just had one. Uh, we were in Boston and we're going to LA in January. So
1: that's an okay to place to be in January. I'm in Minnesota <laughs> and we're in the middle of snow and sleet and freezing rain here. So that sounds fantastic. And what do you do with when you're at your meetups?
2: We talk, uh, we hang out. Uh, I've structured them in the past differently. So I've had sometimes I'll meet up with my students in the morning and in the afternoon. We have, we bring in other nurse, uh, either leaders or business owners in the afternoon, and we just kind of sit around and, and talk. And it's amazing what comes out of just sitting around talking and having no agenda and no expectations.
1: It's amazing when you get a bunch of like minded people, what you can learn just by listening to a conversation. Yeah everybody's got something to teach and we all need something different so it it is good to get into those kind of groups if you're serious about starting a business yes i agree so who do you follow who do you like to learn from
2: oh my gosh i've got so many people <laughs> i'm a, so i'm a, a book nerd as well so i read a ton and you know i might read 10 books a month uh it's it's just I constantly want to hear other people's opinions and get that kind of feedback. I have um, at least two coaches, business coaches right now. One of my favorite people to follow is Perry Marshall, Um, who's actually looking to, you know, take an equity stake in our business. So that was really exciting for me because he's like this big guru. Um, So his vision into what we can do
1: and how we can expand is like really exciting to me. So, What do you think are some of the Best business ideas for nurses now?
2: So, I like the business ideas that are um, a little bit more challenging. So, they're they're harder. So, things like med spa, ivy hydration, concierge nursing, we can all wrap our mind around how that gets monetized. But we've had nurses as well that came in and said, you know, I want to work with these oncology patients and then go and create programs. To empower, let's say, breast cancer patients, right? So, in breast cancer patients in remission, uh, they'll work with them and then create uh, content, create courses, create. Um, it's almost kind of like um, it's a Facebook group that one of our nurse practitioners runs, and it's almost like she's the group clinician, but at the same time, you know, you have to be careful about. Dispensing any kind of medical advice on on uh, Facebook, but it's an empowerment group, and she she started out with like fifty or sixty clients in that—not clients, um, people, that women with uh, that were in remission for, from breast, breast cancer in that group, and they were literally begging her to do some sort of sort of course detox program. Uh, so that was that's a leap of faith, right? When we say go start a Facebook group and see what happens, <laughs> but you know. That's really a lot of what this comes down to is really you have to listen to your audience's problem and then solve it instead of trying to force a solution on people before you can talk to them.
1: It is amazing to me. And those of us in healthcare can see it. Patients really it, it's hard to navigate healthcare. Just a hospital, when you walk in the door, it's hard to know where to go. So people that are helping our patients by teaching them is incredible to me. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. It's it is really powerful. There's so many other ideas. Like I'm always telling people, I'm like, what about like because I worked neuro, the brain injury patients, they they have a new normal that they have to get used to, right? And a lot of them get divorced. And I mean, there's opportunities there for networking with brain injury patients, dating with brain injury patients, meal planning uh, for cardiac patients. You know, there's just so many things that that could be done.
1: Even that people find the information and why not supply it? We have it. Yeah. And then why not capitalize off of it? We're we're just getting paid for what we're doing. We're not we're not trying to take things from someone. Like you said, that's kind of the thing. We feel like we're taking something, but actually we're giving a lot, and our time is worth something.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we're pretty used to giving our time away for free, so it's not a natural thing for us to do. I mean, even working in the hospital, I would work 60, 70 hours just trying to keep up with the residents. So I have no idea why in retrospect, like <laughs> why I was trying to work as hard as they were working. I felt like it somehow validated my commitment to the unit or something. But I mean, that was all free hours. I gave 20, 30 hours a week for free and never expected to be compensated, never asked to be compensated for it. So it, when you come out and start a business,
1: it's really hard to ask for money. Um, it's You have to go through all kinds of psychological stuff. That is one of the things I hate the most is asking for money. And so throughout your course in teaching nurses, do you teach them to kind of how do you get over that?
2: Yeah, no, we definitely talk about it, and you know, I've had nurses who say that, that, that they get people on the phone, and then it feels like this bait and switch where they start talking about it. And I, you know, I always say, look, you know, your your website is designed to show that you um, understand a problem and you have a solution. You can have some sort of uh, discovery call with that person, and just be explicit about what this is. We want to see if our program is a right fit for you. Uh, you know, this is a no obligation, no, you know, whatever high pressure sales call, but we do need to make sure that you're the right fit for their program. You know, just FYI, let's say your program started $10,000, you know, or whatever. Um, You can put that there just, you know, once you put that out there, people expect it. And then it's weird if you don't bring up money at some point, right? It's very awkward for you to give something to somebody else and they not pay for it. it. It puts them in an awkward position and they feel like they owe you something. So, you know, just kind of putting that out there, knowing that this is an equal exchange value for for the money, and, and you just have to come to grips with it. I think after you've done it a couple of times, you, you, get, you start to get used to it.
1: And there's kind of that thought that if you don't charge enough, people may not value what you're giving them. So you really need to think about pricing and don't sell yourself short.
2: Right. Yeah, I mean that's another big topic that we have. I have one nurse that does um, you know, kind of business turnaround. She gets people these grants for their business, bring in a lot of money and she like saves them from uh, going under and she's like, "Yeah, I'm going to charge 497." And I'm like, "Yeah, no. <laughs> that's not going to happen." I'm like, first of all, nobody's going to take you seriously. Like, I don't believe that for 497 you could you understand how to save my business. Like that doesn't make sense."
1: And grant writing is—I mean—it takes a lot of work. It's hard. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm like, we're we're talking. It depends on how much money you're bringing in because it's relative. Let's say the grant's like, uh, you know, a hundred thousand dollar grant. Well, I mean, you know, five thousand, ten thousand is nothing um, when you're talking about that kind of money.
1: Right. And grants can go—you can get a lot of money through good grant writing.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: And knowing who to talk to, they can go out there and search for it. Exactly.
2: Yeah, she just we just put together a lead magnet for her, like fifty uh, grants that you're missing out on right now.
1: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, for your small business, right? The ideas that I've heard just talking to the people that I've met through this podcast amazes me, and I say to myself, "Why didn't I think of that? That was a problem for me, but I didn't think how I didn't think of a solution." No, I had, I
2: I had the same problem with my own guests because they'll start talking about a business and I get really excited about it. I'm like, God, I want to start this business too. And I'm like, all right, you need to simmer down. Like you can't start like, I've done 205. (laughs) So like, that'd be a lot of businesses.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're way, you're way farther ahead than I am. But I love talking to you because I think you, you figured it out. And I love that you're helping others do the same. It's really hard to be in bedside nursing now. Um, I, I don't, want everyone to leave, but I want those that are passionate about solutions for others to get out there and do it well.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely feel the same way because to be honest, we we need nurses. There's a lot of nurses out there. I don't think that they all have to work in the hospital and I don't think they need to leave the profession. There's other opportunities and really the hospital system needs to keep shrinking from what it is. And to be honest, like I don't I don't see a large role for nurses in the hospital in the future. Like, For years, we've been talking about moving stuff into the community and to back home. I think the pandemic actually helped us move a lot of stuff into home, uh, you know, to have office visits on Zoom, that kind of stuff. Um, And I don't think it negates the nurse. I think it enhances the nurse um, and makes us even more uh, important.
1: And I think a nursing education, you and I have been nurses about the same amount of time. It's not what it was 20, 30 years ago. It is incredibly difficult, incredibly stressful. We're having people that can't do it because of the stress that they're under. And so I think to have this other avenue is fantastic. Yeah, Absolutely. absolutely. I would like to see more education on it in nursing, just so that nurses know that there is something that they can do, and maybe start planning years ahead.
2: I've been thinking about that too, because they're still pushing the you know go work in med surg for two years. <laughs> and you're like, come on, this has been this is like forty years of this. <laughs> like, you know, yes, there's other things that nurses can start out doing.
1: Yeah. And I think now with all of this talk, I think the profession is starting to change now. I think people will realize that nursing is a, well, most of us already know how fantastic it is, but I hope it brings new people in and we continue to have good numbers of nurses coming in and getting through the education.
2: Yeah, no, I I always strongly recommend people. I actually talked uh, to my au pair because he was going to leave. I talked him into going to nursing school. So he was able to get a student visa and now he's in nursing. He just finished his
1: first semester of nursing school. So, (laughs) Fantastic. And what does he say? How does he do Liking it?
2: He's liking it, yeah. I mean, he had some really basic courses this semester, but he passed them all. It was a little shaky in the beginning, but, uh, you know, he got through them. And so he'll be back
1: for the next semester. So, what do you have planned now what what new things are you looking at doing
2: right now we're really we're expanding into the primary care market so uh, one of our big products or services is done for you clinics done for you IV hydration done for you med spa uh, you know kind of sixty days from start to, to finish uh, and then doing that for primary care and helping the nurses uh, get up and running as quickly as possible with you know, kind of just the minimal, it's just so there's so many moving pieces to it. And there's so many decisions that you constantly have to make that we want to facilitate that for them so that they really just have to think about, all right, well, how am I going to bring patients in and what do I do once they're in there? Like, how am I going to evaluate them? And that, you know, really focus on the service piece of it as opposed to, you know how do i set this emr up <laughs> you know and how do i connect all these features in my email marketing and and all that kind of stuff so that's one of the big things that we do and we feel that the faster we can get people up and running in these clinics you know the better the the general public will be served
1: oh i love that now someone out looking for a business coach there's a lot of people out there that say they their coach and they want to help and when you look into it they've only been doing it for two weeks you're legit you've been doing it for a while what could you caution people maybe to look for
2: well the one thing that I always tell people to look for is to find somebody who's doing what it is that you want to do and follow that person right because that's the legitimate person so you know we all started at some point I was certainly doing this for for two weeks at one point (laughs) but um you know somebody has to to give you a chance and they have to you know believe that you're able to help them right but to me and that's why i partnered with um when i first started because i hadn't really coached people before when i first started i partnered with people that i met on my podcast and said hey you know this sounds like cannabis was one of them um i I partnered with Lisa Um, she was a cannabis, um, educator and she helped nurses set up cannabis businesses. So I said, let's partner together. We'll put together this cannabis course and teach the nurses how to set up this business. And she did all the coaching. Uh, and then over the years, um, you know, I've learned my own style uh, of business coaching for sure, but a lot of it was, you know, kind of on the, on the job learning, but I always had experts that knew that industry uh, helping um, and guiding the nurses.
1: I appreciate it so much. I had someone that was just starting to teach people how to do podcasts and she was a nurse and she had a podcast and she told me right out, you're my first one and I'm going to do a beta test with you and I'm not going to charge you as much as I'm going to. And I love that. And she did a fabulous job. But it was really nice of her to say, hey, let's work on this together. You give me feedback, too, so that, you know, she could grow. But it was really, it was great to hear from that. And I love to give her the opportunity. I could learn something. I could give her feedback. And it it worked out very well.
2: Yeah, that feedback is a gift. (laughs) We don't always want to hear it, but it is so so wonderful. And, and we we still do a lot of beta beta programs. Um, you know, when we launch primary care, it'll be a beta uh, and it won't be nearly as, a, you know, it won't be, it won't cost nearly as much as it, it
1: will in the beta program. Oh, that's fantastic. What? would you like to share with nurses today? What tips, what inspiration would you like to give nurses today?
2: For the nurses, I would say, you know, if there's something, if there's a problem that you want to solve and you're not getting the resources in the hospital or you're kind of getting dismissed or your your ideas aren't being heard, there is another avenue. There are other places that you can go. There are other nurses that are doing something even remotely similar to what you want to do. And there's a model out there for it. So you just you need to, to look, um, network with people, uh, certainly can join our Facebook, which is free and ask people and just, you know, feel the idea out. But ultimately, it comes down to, you know, who's your audience and what is their problem? And can you solve that problem for them? And once you have somebody that's telling you what they need, uh, you have a business idea and there's there's a way to do it. So go for it.
1: That is fantastic. I love that. Where Your information will be in the show notes, but where can people find you?
2: Uh, nursepreneurs.com and uh, at Nursepreneurs uh, is uh, our handle pretty much for everything.
1: Katie, I'm so glad you came and shared some of your expertise today. And I know that you're going to help a lot more people in the future. Thank you so much.
0: Donate Your Young was produced in partnership with True Story FM, engineering by Andy Nelson, music by The Lighthearts. Find the show, show notes, and transcripts at donateyouryoung.com. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, please consider doing that for our show. But the best thing you can do to support the show is to share it with a friend or colleague. Thank you for listening.